this table, an introspective look and conversation about our fathers and how they shaped our lives. Welcome to the Father's Table. I'm your host, Keith. Thanks for joining us again. Today we have a very special guest, Jade Mitchell. Uh, I met Jade uh, on the campus of USC. I, I saw her working and I was with my son at the time. And I forgot how the conversation got started, but we started talking about different things with uh, movies and film. And I told her about the podcast and she's like, hey, you know, I, I think I, I want to go on the podcast and talk about my father. And I was like, well, OK, you know, that's cool. I'm open to people coming on the show and wanting to share about their fathers, the highs and the lows and how that shaped their life, uh, because I believe that will show the how vital it is to have a father in the home in a person's life. Father is very important. So without further ado, here's Jade Mitchell. Uh, just a little bit about Jade. And Jade, please feel free to jump in and add to this. Uh, from what I know about Jade, she is a popular Instagrammer. <laughs> oh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, it says you're a coach and a model, uh, or athlete, rather. Uh, and it looks like you have your own company or you work with a company or brand. And please feel free to tell us more okay. about this. Um, and go ahead, Jade, please. Okay. So I'm Jade A. Mitchell. I am a former college athlete and I'm a current high school varsity volleyball coach. And on social media, um, I'm blessed to have friends that happen to follow me on social media and because of that, um, a nutrition company reached out to me and we, or I reached out to them and collabs and I work with a company and like, they give me stuff and I can promote it and I'm able to promote it now that I'm no longer a college athlete. Um, and I'm a coach because while I was a college athlete, you can't promote stuff that's against like the rules. Um, yeah. On the side, I'm also a part-time model and currently how I met Keith was, I work in the athletics department at USC and yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so Jade, you wanted to come on the show and talk about your father. This is going to be great. So with each guest, I like to start it off this way. I'd like you to close your eyes, mm -hmm. take three deep breaths And when you're done, tell me what comes to mind when you think about your father. Um, my father is very outgoing. He's very type A personality. He's very sure of himself. Um, he's really competitive. He's really loving and he goes all out for all of his kids. Oh, wow. Excellent. Excellent. Now, your father, very outgoing gentleman. He, how many brothers and sisters do you have? You said you go, he goes all out for all of your kids. How, how many? All of the kids, but just me and my brother. There's just two. Oh, me. <laughs> just. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, cool. So let's start here. Take me back to the beginning of your life. Um, so, did you have the type of uh, upbringing? Let's start at you know, from like a toddler to kindergarten, 
elementary school around those ages. How was how was your father as a I mean, your young you know kid, young child, a little girl? How was your father there for you in your life? What was it like growing up in the house? What was the routines? Tell me about him Got it. Uh, and how that shaped you. So um, when I was younger, me and my brother were five years apart. So um, when I was younger, my people called my dad Mr. Mom because my dad always had snacks for us all the time. My dad always made sure we had like napkins, snacks. Like my dad, make, my dad packed all of our lunches. Like I would have my lunch would have like a sandwich and like nine different snacks, and then a snack for recess. Um, and then during preschool and kindergarten and first grade, my dad would come into my class on Fridays and he would do musical chairs with, with our class or some type of like, some type of like routine or some type of like playful thing. And we would always look forward to like having my dad come in and like do musical chairs with us. And that was like earlier, happier moments when I was younger. Um, oh, Wow. Your yeah, dad sounds dad. like a very fun dad. Oh, I had a dad. my dad was super fun. Um, he was very fun. Like my dad makes my dad makes a lot of friends. My dad remembers all my teachers, all my teachers' names, um, all of that. And I was Uh-oh. a pretty difficult child. I, I was more difficult than my brother, to say the least. Um, mm. So my dad always had to make sure that like I had like more not like more attention, but. I was really smart, but I was really lazy. So uh, my mm. dad always went to like all my parent-teacher conferences. He like never missed a single one. My dad always checked all my homework. Um, super, my dad's extremely hands-on. Super hands-on. Gotcha, gotcha. So you had some struggles as a kid with, you know, grade school, but your dad made sure he stayed on top of you. Right. Top of you. Right, because I would get A's on all my tests and then I just won't do my homework. Like, you know, you sound like my sister. My sister would do, she would have the same problem. When <laughs> I was growing up, we looked at her as the smartest kid because she would like, it was so weird. She would pass all her tests, but she wouldn't do her homework or extra credit or a project, but she would just ace the test. And, this, and the teachers, I remember, had a problem with that. And my sister used to get in trouble because of it and I I don't know why I wish I had that gift <laughs> I was a complete opposite I would fail tests and do all my homework and extra credit and projects to get an okay grade so that's yeah definitely definitely funny how that worked out um but yeah so I always I was I've and I'm super outgoing I've made I've always made friends in all my classes um like all my report cards from my kindergarten to up until I'm, I was in college, they all look the exact same. Like I can make friends easily. I'm super talkative. Like in grade school, they always have to like move my seat. In grade school, they had to move my seat due to, mm-hmm. um, sorry, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, they had to move my seat due to the fact that um, I was I would talk too much. And, but yeah, my dad was super, super duper hands on. Um, and we had a strict schedule. We had a very strict schedule in the household and we never really like veered from the schedule. 
Like my dad, mm. my dad is a very like type A personality. So everything has to be in its place on a schedule, like boom, boom, bam. Gotcha. Now it sounds like your father was in the home. So was your father married to your mother? Yeah. So my parents got divorced um, when I was like end of kindergarten. So when mm. I was starting first grade and my brother was studying middle school. That's when my parents got divorced. Um, and then all throughout elementary school, it was like split custody, like 50-50. And then in middle, from like middle school to high school, my dad had primary custody. Oh, okay. Well, oh, so your dad had primary custody. Okay. Well, yeah. let's let's back up a moment. So you're growing up. Mm-hmm. You see your parents together. How did that inform your view about men and women relationships, like marriages, like at that young time? This is before I'm talking before the divorce. So, how was it seeing them two together? Did they? seemed like they loved each other was it like oh this is my mother's my father we're a big happy Uh, family or did you see rifts there I remember things vaguely um because they got divorced when I was like five-ish around there okay so during that time we were staying at like friends houses a lot because I my dad like didn't want us like he they tried at first to like not have us see the dysfunction um but in elementary school when they were going through the divorce, it was a very, very nasty divorce. Mm-hmm. Very, very nasty divorce. How did and, how did you see your dad? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah, no, it was just a very nasty divorce. Very rigorous. A lot of court battles. A lot of calling the police. A lot of stuff like that. How did you? Now in that time, did you see a different light in your father? Like what? What did? You, how did that impact how you viewed him around that time? It seemed like it was a time of a lot of trial oh, and tribulation was extremely stressed out um because he was essentially taking care of two kids full-time and um like we would see him we would see our mom on the weekends and stuff or my mom would like pick us up from school and take us back to our dad's house um because my dad was a single father and he worked a lot of like part-time jobs and since the divorce until now my dad's only had the divorce was back in like 2000 i don't know like three or something um but from the divorce until now my dad's only had like one serious girlfriend but my dad was pretty much a single father the entire time and he was very stressed out and like he just didn't know how to handle it um my dad has no like close family in los angeles so he was dropping off kids he was dropping off two two kids at two different schools picking them up taking them to practice picking them up like doing everything by himself oh wow he yeah, sounds he, like a superhero dad. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, a... dad was doing it all. And then it worked out because me and my brother got full scholarships in both of our sports. So, but that's literally like because of our dad and how dedicated he was. Um, now, mm-hmm. did he did he sit you and your brother down and say, hey, guys, me and your mother, we're going to go through this and this is how your life's going to change? Or was it kind of, you guys were just strapped in along for the ride? Yeah, we were just kind of, they probably did tell us at some point. Um, but it was, it was, we just had to be, because they were figuring it out too. Now that I'm, now that I'm older, I can appreciate things a lot more for what it is. Um, but back then it was really rough. It was very rough. And my, 
even though my dad has a lot of positives too, my dad's a very, my dad has a very strong personality and he is extremely hard to deal with. Like me and my brother always joke that like, <laughs> we always joke and we always say that like, if we can handle our dad, like we can handle anything. Because <laughs> there's like, my dad's a very, very strong personality. Like, and, and I don't know. I don't know a nicer way to put it, but. No, just... no, no, I, I get it. That's, 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 wow. This is, this is something you often don't hear. A, a lot of times when you hear about marriages ending in divorce and there's young children in the picture, you hear about the mother taking full custody of the, 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 the kids. Right. And it's just yeah. really interesting. This instance, your father took full custody right. and it was granted in, you know, on Facebook, I think there's groups out there where, you know, there's fathers venting online about how the court systems aren't fair and things like that. And I'm sure there's some truth to that. But in this case, in your case, your father was around full time. Oh, no. It's, uh, oh, no. Keep going. No, no. I was. Def- yeah, go ahead. Um, It's definitely um very it's it's definitely rare, too, but. Also, like, my dad had a lot of things stacked against him. Like, my mom made more money than my dad. My mom made way more money than my dad. My mom lived in a better house than my dad. My mom was in a committed relationship. Um, but my dad, my dad's very self-aware. And with that, my dad made sure me and my brother were very self-aware. So you really just have to, like keep fighting and always put your best foot forward. Like my dad never drinks. My dad never, I've never seen my dad ever in his entire life drink any type of alcohol ever. Um, my dad doesn't go out. My dad doesn't smoke anything. My dad's never smoked weed a day in his life. So my dad's super straight edge. Um, <laughs> yeah. He knows that like as a black man living in LA, like you have to be like your best, best self in order to like, present yourself in front of like law enforcement and that type of stuff. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So let's move forward through middle school. It's you and your brother and your father and you see your mother on the weekends Mm -hmm. and you're getting older and uh, you mentioned that you're a model. So I'm sure back when you were in middle school, you were getting attention uh, from young boys. So Walk walk me through your father at that stage in your life. How how was he? How was his fathering then? What was he like? Um, and did he give you wisdom of boys and dating, so, sex, like stuff stuff like that? So I grew up like super tomboyish, right? Because I my mom, like when I did see my mom, my mom is naturally like very pretty. So my mom like never wears makeup. She never gets her hair done. Like, and my mom's job, or my mom's career was a, is a male dominated career. So my so my mom's a tomboy, right? And then I grew up in a household with my dad and my brother. So I like wasn't feminine until after I graduated high school. Um, okay. And then, um, in middle school, my brother was still in high school and knows all about my brother. Like, trying to get him a scholarship. So when I was in middle school, I'd always like have this joke like, oh, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. That's my brother's name because like, it was all about him. Like, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Right. <laughs> um, during, in my middle school days, like I didn't start playing volleyball till my brother went to college. So when my brother went to college, that's when they focused on me. 
So from first grade till eighth grade, um, I was just doing like whatever after school programs that the GATE program, which is like a talented program at my school, um, that you have to like test into. So whatever programs that they would do after school, that's what I was in. Um, but I didn't really get like attention until after my brother graduated high school. And then that's when they focused on me. Um, oh, okay. But as far as like dating and stuff goes, I just kind of took my pros and cons of both my dad and my mom and just tried to just apply them to life. Um, but I think because my dad was so intense in high school, like I didn't really have a, I didn't have a social life. I didn't go to dances. I didn't hang out with friends because I was so focused on sports and stuff. Um, like in my nine years of playing competitive volleyball, I've probably missed like three practices, maybe four. Oh, wow. So he made sure that you were kept your focus on sports and getting out of school and scholarships and yes, things like that. Was that. My, that was my, we, me and my brother knew that we had, me and my brother. So I don't come from like a rich family, right? My dad was like, my mom was my rich parent. So my mom paid child support to my dad. So when I was mm. at my mom's house, that's when I could like eat McDonald's or that's when I could like go to Target and not send the 99 cent store, right? Whereas like when I was with my dad, we were eating frozen meals every day, canned ravioli every day. Um, like our microwave has been put through the ringer because that's all we ate from was the microwave stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, me and my brother have this joke. That, like, we'd beg my dad for Marie to cook. Like, Dad, can Marie please cook tonight? And he'll be like, no, like, you're getting ravioli. Because Marie was the Marie calendar dinners. Because they were, like, the more expensive frozen dinners. (laughs) But, yeah. So, with with that being said, um, just being with my dad and, like, that type of stuff, like, it was just a different environment. And since we grew up, like, lower class blacks and we went to schools that were primarily in white neighborhoods um we knew like where our bread was buttered like we knew about that that we couldn't really ask for much because we didn't like have it so i have to back up here for a moment you said that they awarded custody to your father even though it seemed like your mother had more things going for her. Why do you think the court system favored in court uh, favor of your father instead of your mother? Um, because my mom's a good person. She's not a good mom. And my dad's a great dad. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Like, my mom, like, so I went to a school district that wasn't in my area. Right. Mm-hmm. So I live in like the quote unquote hood or like a rougher part of town. And I went to schools near like the beachier area and, Los Angeles. And um, my dad always made sure that we were at school 20 minutes early, right? Because they didn't want us to find out that we weren't living in that area and kick us out. Um, My dad always packed me a bag. My dad always checked my homework. My dad always make sure I had snacks. My dad always make sure I did my 20 minutes of reading. Like my dad was on it. Whereas my mom is like, oh, well, she's seven. Like she can figure it out. Like she can make herself cereal in the morning if she's hungry. Like my mom was more carefree and not structured whereas my dad is extremely structured you know that's a really interesting point i was talking to my wife about this just over dinner and (laughs) i have to watch my words here but 
it seems as though when when you hear about the stories of like the deadbeat dads or the fatherless kids, there I, I look at it as two parts, right? Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of times the father goes away, then the mom's left to raise the child, right? Right. And then a lot of times the child gets into a lot of mischief and goes down a bad road. And it's like, well, his father wasn't there. It's true. But I submit that there's another side to that about the mother's parenting as well. Now, I'm not saying the moms are doing a bad job. I think some moms are doing the best that they can. Right. But what about the cases where the the moms aren't good mothers? You know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm nothing against your mom. I'm just saying, like, let's be honest. What if there's some good moms out there? I mean, excuse me. What if there's some bad moms out there and the dad's out of the picture and the mom's left to raise the child, but she's a terrible mom, right. uh, you know, by whatever standard. It's just, I, I think about those things. Um, I, I, maybe it's not popular to say that, but... It, I think it's a reality, right? Like oh, no, <laughs> there could be a mom out there that's just not with it, you know? I, I completely agree. I, de- I completely know what you're saying. And me and my mom clash all the time. Literally, we clash all the time. Um, so there's stuff that I've said that I shouldn't have said to her and vice versa. And me and my brother always talk about this. Well, mostly me. Let me not speak for my brother, but me always always like tell people that like I am so thankful that the courts gave my dad full custody because if my mom had full custody oh I'd be like I would be not well if my mom had full custody and I'm so happy because now I'm grateful but back then I thought my mom was the fun parent because my mom oh I see and I like I could eat ice cream for breakfast and I wouldn't have to do my homework (laughs) and I could stay up at like 11 o'clock at night and she never checked the homework. My hair was never combed. I would show up to school with no backpack. You just show up like, what's up? Oh, what's <laughs> no books up. Teachers would hate me because I was so, I've always been really confident. So I would show up to school with like, no. I would show up to school like 20 minutes late. School starts at eight o'clock. I'm there at like 827 with no backpack. I, I would I would talk and be so loud, so outgoing to people. They would I, I wouldn't have my homework, but yet a quick a test was that day, and I'd have like a ninety seven percent. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> I that that is so funny. Uh. So. Okay. So you said that <clears throat> when you graduated from high school. Uh, it sounds like your dad was at the graduation front and center. Um, you graduate high school, you go to college, and you start to embrace more, you know, uh, of your femininity, beauty, and things like that. Because right. um, you said you were more of a tomboy in uh, right. So you start getting older, and. You go to college, place of higher education, as they say. And you did you move away for college? Um, when I went to college, I went. Uh, yeah, I moved six hours away, so I was still within the state, but I was up north in Northern California. So was this the? So this is the first time you're away from your father. Correct for a long period of time. How how was your relationship 
for that during that transition of you being six hours away, you're not under his roof, you're in your own, you're embracing your independence from him in a sense. Um, what was that, your how was your relationship? That year was um so the year the first year post college was or post high school was the rockiest for us just because the two years prior so my junior and senior year that's when me and my dad were the closest oh wow so in high school we were pretty close like ninth grade year we were close um and then sophomore year of high school i got expelled from high school and wait a minute wait a minute you got (laughs) wait what (laughs) you got you got expelled from high school what what happened there fun fact (laughs) so sophomore year i got expelled from high school and it was like the end of the world to me because at the time I was going to a really good volleyball school. And um, so in, in volleyball world, um, like you commit to colleges, sophomore and junior year. Mm-hmm. So by the time you're 14, 15, you should already be kind of knowing like what school you're going to. Right. Okay. And so sophomore year, well, are you by 14, 15, you should, you should be like having an idea of like, what are your top five universities you want to go to? Which mm-hmm. now I, it seems so young, but back then, like if you're 16, it's like time time is ticking, you know. Um, right. So sophomore year I got expelled. When I got expelled, all my offers that I had on the table went away. And Did you get fight. expelled for fighting, or was it something no, I else? Was fighting. It was really petty, and that's a whole other story. But yeah, we don't have to go into if you don't want to. Yeah, um, but. That's unfortunate, though. Oh, super unfortunate! And when I got expelled, all my all my volleyball offers went went out the window, and so I felt so bad because my dad sacrifices a lot for me. Oh wow! Right? So I was like, "F, dude! Like, like, how did you do this to your dad? Right? Like, how did you like throw away his hard work out the window?" Um, so sophomore year that happened. And then, um, thankfully, at the same time, right? Because God works in such mysterious ways. So even though that was the worst year I did for school, because I got expelled from school, I was out of school for about six weeks. So the whole month of February and half of March of 2013, I was not in a high school. I was just at home doing nothing, trying to figure out what school to get myself into. Um, But on the flip side, that was one of the best years I had volleyball-wise, so on my travel team so thankfully um that year and the following two years i went to the junior olympics for volleyball and i was able to like get more scholarship offers and like bounce back um but the bounce back was like really detrimental to like to like our relationship as father daughter because we were traveling across the country together for my volleyball my my dad knows all my teammates my dad knows all my coaches my dad knows all my teammates parents he's cool with all of them um, so, so even though I got expelled, it ended up bringing us closer because I just, because I knew I had to like grind harder to get a scholarship. What was his reaction to you being expelled? What did, did he express any disappointment? I mean, was that like a rare time you saw him displeased with you? It seems um, like he, he's a very compassionate man, but. So I've, I've always gotten in trouble Right. And middle school, I used to get in trouble a lot. Um, but I would always have him call my mom because my mom didn't really care. And um, 
but when I got in trouble in high school, when I got expelled, I, I thought my dad was going to kill me. And I know, like, people say that all the time, like, my parents are going to kill me. But, like, my dad is, like, my dad's very, like, as great as he is now, right? Cause my dad, and, and as great as, he, as he's always been, like, as many positives as they are to my dad, like, that's how strong the negatives are, too, right? So, like, living with my father wasn't all, like, roses and daisies and ro- roses and unicorns, right? Like, my dad was very emotionally abusive as well. Um, and I don't think he meant it at the time, but that's definitely, like, how it was, which is why me and my, me and my sibling always joke that, like, if we can handle our dad, like, we can handle inner- anything, because our dad like never held back his tongue when it came to like telling us how it was or how the world was going to view us or how I was perceived by people or X, Y, and Z. Um, so when I got expelled, it was just a lot of just discipline. It was just a lot of like silence. I don't know. It's hard to mm. that That's almost scared than saying anything, right? Like... Oh yeah. Because my dad <laughs> is a yeller. Like my dad yells at everything. Like, um, yeah, my my dad, because my dad's type A. So like, if things aren't in the right order, he'll scream and just go on a twenty minute rant about how ungrateful we are, how we have no respect, how he's a single father and he's doing this by himself. Like, that's mm-hmm. a yeah. Way. And my dad's yeah, my dad's tall too. So like, I'm six two. My dad's six nine. So my dad's a tall like figure, very intimidating, very like. Yeah, man. That that I know that definitely didn't sit right with him, but it sounds like he put his best best foot forward in trying to get you back to where you needed to be, so you would have some sort of future in sports. Yeah. Um, so, with that being said, you guys traveled, got to college, played volleyball moved away six hours and it it was the best years prior to that because you spent so much time together so then fast forward you guys aren't spending any time together at all did you yeah so take me to your relationship then how was he then around that time um i tried to distance myself a lot um because i was struggling so hard first year and I know everyone says that they're like freshman year of college is hard or whatever um but when you're like and and I think all like athletes like if you're listening to this then you can understand especially if you like play sports in college um or sports at at any level high school middle school whatever it can be very a lot of pressure and I knew that it was pressure because my brother went through it too and he always told me that like being an athlete in college, it's like climbing up a hill every day, right? But the hill never mm. gets smaller. You just have to climb it every day, you know? So, like, as long as you're mm. prepared to climb that hill, then you just have to be prepared. But the hill would never get smaller. Mm. And so I didn't really know what that meant until here I am climbing the same hill every day after day after day after day. And what people don't understand is that when there's so many barriers between you and your teammates or you and your coaches or you and your classmates, the hill for you just gets a little bit longer. So it may take you longer to to climb up the hill or you may be out of breath. And I just felt like me being away in college was 
so difficult for me because um, I, I wasn't playing. So when I when I went off to college, I was 17. Wow. I, yeah. So I committed. Okay. Um, I think I can know I committed to go to call. I committed to go to college when I was 15 and a half, which for me was late. But in reality, in the whole world, it's not late at all. So I committed when I was 15 and a half. I signed my national letter of intent when I was 16. And then when I was 17, I went to my university and played division one volleyball. Wow. Um, yeah. So I was super young and because I yeah. was so young and I was so con- cocky, right? Um, <laughs> I, like I'm 17, I'm here. What's yeah, up? I'm you know, I'm <laughs> in my head, right? And me going into college in my head, I'm like, well, I've already been to three high schools. I've been to three high schools. My parents are divorced. I'm not cool with my mom. My dad is very intense. So like in my head, I think I've seen it all, you know? Like I, right, right. I, I came in there with a the chip on my shoulder and I left with like the whole wall on my shoulder. Um, mm. It was very, very hard. And because it was so hard on me, like, and it wasn't even school-wise, it was strictly volleyball. And I knew I couldn't quit because it's like, what am I going to go home to? I'm a poor black girl from the hood. Like, this is the best it's going to get for me. Mm-hmm. And my dad, like, let us know, like, what it was. Um, so when my dad would call me, I would always ignore him because I didn't want to tell him how sad and depressed I was. I didn't want to tell him that I'm, that I'm, that I, that even though I'm working out 25 hours a week, I'm gaining weight like crazy. Um, oh, wow. Cause it, you just, was it like stress eating and something like that? I, so I come from like, I don't know if you've ever seen volleyball players, but everyone there is like a size four and a six. So my whole life, I've, I've never been in high school, at least I've never been past like a seven, which I think is like a six in women's right. Are you never. talking about shoe size? No, like, like, like pant size. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You gotta, you gotta help me out. (laughs) I've been a pretty like slim ish person. I've been tall my whole life and I've been tall and skinny pretty much my entire life. And even then I was always like one of the bigger girls on my team. So all my teammates were all pretty much like super skinny, super pretty, rich and white. And so I was eating so much. I was eating a lot and there was a huge miscommunication between me and my coaching staff. And there was also a lot of resentment too, because I, oh, I still am. But back then I was extremely terrible at things like squats, pull-ups, sit-ups, et cetera. I couldn't do any of that, none of it. And so because I couldn't do any like basic mechanics, right? Um, like I would get injured a lot, but to me, I, I didn't think that mattered because I was still good at playing volleyball. Like, you recruited me to play volleyball, not to squat or not to do a pull-up. Like, I'm a Uh, volleyball player. I'm not, like, I'm not, like, in CrossFit. So, and then to me, because at the time I was 17 and I was so young and naive, I was like, well, this girl can squat, but she sucks at volleyball. So why would I squat if I I don't suck? Gotcha. So... I, just, I think I think I get it, yeah. I because because I, <laughs> I was I was really young, right? Because I was dumb and I was really ignorant. So I associated working out and like doing pull ups and doing squats with like you suck. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. 
So yeah. it's like, why would I do a pull up if I'm already good without that? And she does it all the time and she sucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get you. I get you. (laughs) It doesn't make sense, but that was just my thought process. No, no, no. It it makes sense. It's almost like uh, Allen Iverson. Or like um, Kevin Durant. They always say stuff like that, you know? Yeah, like practice. What are you talking about? I'm the best. And why do I need to practice? Why do I practice? I'm good. And they say, (laughs) right, similar. Um, So because of that, and and there was a lot of barriers on my team. Like I was the only black girl on my team. Um, my coaches had some racist tendencies and some stereotypical tendencies. Um, there was language barriers on my team. So there was a lot of like little stuff. There was a lot of little stuff. And I just, I, the relationship with me and my father created a rift because I never wanted to talk to him because I didn't, I didn't want to like bombard him with my sadness and my depression. How do you think he would have responded to that? Was he the type of guy to say, hey, I'm here for you? Or was he like a suck it up type guy? Because I know I I struggle with that. Um, where I'm, I'm trying to be like a good model and a good encourager. Right. But I know, especially, you know, my wife, it's like I have, I'm getting, I have to get better at saying the right things like does she need some sort of um does she need some sort of uh affection right now you know a shoulder to cry on right now or does she need like come on you know right. get up and do it you know it's because sometimes i could say the wrong thing and it's like that's not what she needed and you know i i, I don't know <laughs> no definitely and but do you understand what i'm saying though right like trying to figure out how to approach the situation that's best for them um right right so is your so your father you was he like that if you would have called him and told him it's tough how do you think he would have responded um i don't know i think he would have drove up there my dad my dad would have drove up there and like yelled probably like cursed out my coaches or something um because so they so my my whole my my dad like i i don't want to like paint him in a bad light but my dad is a very intense person like like my dad is extremely intense like we grew up with not walking on eggshells but my dad's a very intense person and when i went up to college my coaches were so abusive towards me not physically but like mentally and emotionally abusive because you have to understand that like when you're a player on someone's team like if you lose a game they remind you that like they cannot pay their mortgage if you lose this game i cannot pay my car note if you lose this game i cannot feed my kid wait a minute they they really say stuff like that oh yeah (laughs) sorry not to oh my (laughs) oh my goodness way worse than that i'm 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 trying to be like as pg as possible but it's way worse than that the stuff that they told me oh terrible so and there's so much riding on you because you know that like their salaries depending on you getting a winning record or you getting this many this many people out to the game or x y and z um so you know just just to camp out here for a moment you know i was just listening to a, a talk show today and man i'm just thinking just really quick about sports how did we get here to where, yes, they're saying, hey, my salary depends on this next game, which in some aspects is true. 
But it's an unfair pressure on the kids that's just there to play and go to school to win, right? But then I'm thinking about like professional, how a coach could get fired just like that. And it's just like, man, the players aren't happy. Are they going to let the coach go? Then how am I going to eat? And it's like, it's, it's like, where did this come from? This whole, you know, cause it's like, man, I feel for them. Yes. Their job is on the line, but then it's also like not fair to you guys either towards like, why would you say this to an 18 year old, 19-year-old kid. It's it's super cutthroat. And as well as we're dealing with that, we're also dealing with like normal stuff that college kids deal with, with like being broke and not having enough money to pay for laundry or get food or hang out with friends and we still have to go to school and pass our class. There's there's just a lot of stuff. Um, And um. So what I was, sorry, what I was circling back to was the fact that because I can deal with my dad because he's so intense, um, I thought I could handle any coach because I'm like, any coach is a piece of cake. And they were like, even I've had tough coaches in high school called me a fat A-S-S and called me a fat F-E-C-K. This this is when I was in high school. And I was like, just dust it off your shoulder. Um, But I had a coach in college told me he would ship my A-S-S back to the hood if I didn't do a certain drill and wow, and he's like screaming in my face. So like, <laughs> not like he like whispered it, but no, he screamed it in front of my face and he screamed it to my face in front of my entire team. Wow. Uh, and, and I was also the only black girl on my team too. Wow. So, wow. That yeah. is terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. That this is like a scene off of whiplash or something. Oh yeah. Like, sure. uh, <laughs> No, that things like that, like they're based off of real scenarios, you know. There's so yeah, so crazy once that happened. Um, and, and you kept all that from your father because you didn't want him to come up there and turn tables over. No, and I I hated going to practice so much that I would I would and this sounds so bad, it's like a trigger warning for people that like deal with self harm. But I would want to like walk down the stairs and just trip and and fall on my ankle, so I wouldn't have to go to practice. Mm. Like I, I would, I like the girls that would like roll their ankle and practice or like have a back spasm or something and they have to like leave practice and go to the training room. I would be so envious of them because I'm like, oh, you get a break. Like lucky you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. Once, once I started, like once I started having those thoughts, I was like, this is so unhealthy. Like I should be loving playing volleyball. I shouldn't have to like pray to get injured just to like right, not right. be here. Um, so when I told my dad on the phone that I was terrified of my coach, right, the next day at practice, it was way more chill. Mm. So I knew my dad cursed somebody out in the office, X, Y, and Z. But then after that happened, I was looked at as like, oh, she's the rat or blah, 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 blah. Oh, so that changed the, the environment uh, for volleyball, from since you notified your dad, it it changed everything to where it's like okay, right? She's uh, rad. Watch what you say yeah, around I, her. I personally didn't care because to me, I'm like you got you like to me. I was like they liked the chiller environment anyway. You know, so like mm-hmm. even though they were talking crap, I'm like 
practice is easier for all of us. Like now we don't have to go home and cry. Oh. Gotcha. Gotcha. But gotcha. yeah. So after that happened, um, but definitely strained relationship because that year I got cut for being too fat. No, not too fat. That, was, that wasn't those words, but that's pretty much what happened. Wow. So they <laughs> cut you off the, the volleyball team. Yes. What did your father say when you when you told him? Um, well, he figured because I was so unhappy. So he he either thought I was going to leave or I was, was going to get... He knew I wasn't going to stay there the next year anyway. Um, like in the spring, in the second semester, when everyone was like looking for apartments, I never looked for one because I didn't want to like stay there. Mm. So, gotcha. Gotcha. so then after that, you left that school and did you come back to your father, father's house or no. did you? So from okay. then until now, that was back in 2016. That was 2021. So now I've been living with my mom and okay. that <laughs> is a long story, but pretty much I, me and my brother, cause now we both live with our mom. And we decided to live with her because we wanted to give our dad a break. Um, our dad has been literally raising two kids by himself for like 12 years straight, probably more than that, 12, 15 years just straight. And my, my mom also has a bigger house. So my mom has a bigger house. Um, me and my brother can each have our own room at my mom's house. And my, and my mom is way more chill. So like, I can leave at two o'clock p.m. I could come back at three a.m. Like my mom doesn't care. My dad's like, "Who are you going? Where are you with? What time you will be back?" My dad's very like on point and like not nosy, but my dad just wants to know like X, Y, and Z. Gotcha, gotcha. And and that's the current state right now. You're giving your dad a break. You're living with your mother, doing your job, work, and things like that. Um, have you brought, have you, in, as far as relationships go, have you recently, and you know, as your mature woman, have you brought any one back to meet your dad and say, Hey father, I'm interested in this person. Never, not uh, once. <laughs> <laughs> not once. Uh, I, well, I mean, it's just a question because. I was eager to see what his advice would be on marriage and things like that. Uh, if he had any nuggets to share with you, um, um, entering at the stage. Me and my dad, mm, it's uh, it's a it's a double edged sword. So, because me and my brother kind of like with this too. Not saying that we're picky, but my dad treats me. I I am blessed. I have the best dad in the entire world, right? I could call my dad right now and say I need a thousand dollars and he'll be here in 20 minutes with a thousand dollars. Like that's just how my dad is. Um, like, even, like even if he doesn't have it, he'll figure out a way to have it and he'll figure, a way to, he'll figure out a way to, to give it to me. That's just how my dad always is. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that also being said is that my grandfather, so my, my mom's dad is also like my best friend. I'm super close with my grandpa. I literally talk, I FaceTime him like once a week. He lives like a mile away from me. Um, so I have amazing father figures in my life. So when it comes to dating, like I do, I do not settle for less because like, I'm never going to settle for someone that doesn't treat me as well or better than how my dad treats me. Awesome. Awesome. And just a uh, a follow-up question. 
You said your grandfather. So mm-hmm. your grandfather on your father's side is still alive. No, this is my grandfather on my mother's side. My mom. Oh, okay. How was your dad's relationship with his father? Um, not good. My dad didn't come from a good household at all, which is why he's so protective over us. Um, because his his dad wasn't around and his mother had a lot of like mental disorders. Um, so my dad was raised in different households in different states. Um, so he didn't have a good childhood in the slightest. Mm -hmm. Now, just to shift the conversation a little bit, your father, uh, would you say he's a man of faith or did he ascribe to a certain religion or anything like that? Yeah, my dad is Christian. Christian. So did he, uh, tried to teach you those like Christian values, anything like that? Um, he tried to teach us Christian values, but my dad, um, I think he associates like being super religious with like his parents and his parenting. So he didn't really like install that into us, but we like, we did try and go to like a Christian school in elementary school, but, um, my dad was still a Christian though. He just never really like forced it upon us. What makes a good father? What makes a good father um, is someone who puts their kid first always, not just when they feel like it or when it's convenient for them or when it's around their schedule, but it's putting their their kids first financially, physically, emotionally. Um, I think a lot of times that's what women tend to do is like, oh, put their life on hold for their kids. But I feel like men also need to put in that same effort towards their kids. Mm. And yep. it, it irks me when I don't see that. It, ooh, it irks me to the core. <laughs> gotcha. And your father, uh, I, th- I think that was a, the last question. That, that's, that's, uh, I, I like that question because anyone could answer it uh, because you're answering it from a daughter's perspective and the men I have on answer it. If their father's from a father's perspective or a son perspective, I don't know. It sound, not keep going. No, I was just saying, it sounds like you're really proud of the, the job your father has done thus far in your life. Oh, I'm, I'm super proud. Every time I see someone like posts about their dad or like their husband's being a dad. I look at that. I'm like, ugh, that's the bare minimum. It like disgusts me (laughs) because it makes my dad like, because the bar is so low, it like, it it just brings, it just cuts everybody slack, you know? And I, I get sad for women that like accept the bare minimum from their baby daddies or their husbands or their fathers of their kids. Do you think that's do you think that's one of the issues with like people in the black community where it's like lack of just good parenting all around the board? Uh I think fathers are a, a part of it, but I, I would also say mothers too. Like there there's gotta be the um, bar has to I be think, raised at some point. I think men need to be held accountable in all aspects of their life. Um because you can't cut men slack when it comes to the schoolwork or in sports or in relationships and you expect them to just step up and be like amazing fathers. 
you know, like mm. if they were if they were a crappy boyfriend or they were a crappy fiance or a crappy husband, like I think like if you set the bar from jump, like, you know, like I just feel like you can expect people to like thrive in one area if they're if they're not putting that same amount of effort in all other areas of their life. You know, that's a really great point. Uh, I had a friend of mine, uh, we go to the same church and he told me something similar. He said he really admired his father. I'm probably paraphrasing. I think I'm paraphrasing, but I remember him saying something along the lines of he admires his father a lot and his father never let them, he, he would always hold them to a high standard. Not, I guess not in a stressful way to exasperate them, but just like when they knew, when he knew they could go above that standard. So he wouldn't settle for less from his children. Right. And I think that actually helped him as a, as a person. And it seems in this, and to your point, it seems like, Hey, parents, cannot lower the bar for their kids they they have to set these standards don't don't stress them out but where they're capable push them to that level and cultivate something good in them but don't settle for less you know I I think that's a good lesson oh definitely and um and it's funny because like when (laughs) whenever I describe like my dream guy, everyone's like, Jade, your, standard, your standards are way too unrealistic. Like you'll never get married. You'll never find a man X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't find a worth in a man. So if I don't find a man, then that's cool. But I'd rather be single than cry over someone cheating on me or disrespecting me or da, 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 da. Because it's like, I already know, like, I already know what to look for in a good person. And I, I like to think I do, you know, if I pick the wrong ones then so be it. But I think the fact that if you don't set the, I don't know, I just feel like people set the bar so low and it makes it harder for people like me who have a high bar set to even get somewhere in life, you know? Mm. I feel like it ruined it for all of us. (laughs) Understood, understood. Well, Jade, that's all the questions I've had for today. I think this is a really cool talk. You, I've learned a lot about your father, your upbringing, and it sounds like your father is a trooper. He's really something you don't hear often on this show. Right. Of fathers taking custody of the children, fathers uh, protecting the kids. And let me ask you this question. Last question just came to me. It's okay. As far as, did you feel protected by your father? Oh, all the time. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it, it, I, I would assume so. Um, he's sacrificing his life for his children. Uh, so he can, he's, that's his way of loving you guys. And I, 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 it, sounds, it sounds like an awesome guy. It, it's really refreshing hearing a story like this tonight. Yeah. Um, did you have anything you want to plug uh, before we go? Uh, any uh, for your business, uh, for your, um, no, I don't have, I don't currently have a business, but I do have an Instagram. If you want to follow it, it's Jade Mitchell with no E in Mitchell. So just J A D E M I T C H L L on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow me again, you don't have to, but if you want to. <laughs> so everyone's listening, you 
If you want to follow Jade, there it is. But you don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yes, uh, that concludes tonight's episode. God bless everybody. And you and see you again soon. Thanks, Jade, for having me. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Father's Table podcast. If you like this episode, please make sure you share. For more episodes and blogs, check out www.fatherspodcast.com and you can follow us on Instagram at Father's Table Podcast and Twitter at Father Stories.